1: Welcome to 755. It's real presented by Tops. Check out Tops, Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. I am David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic. I'm with Eric O'Flaherty. You might be familiar with him, you might remember him many years ago. Eric, what's happening out in uh, the state of Washington?
2: Nothing. But hey, you guys got a
1: minor league team still in Walla Walla, by the way? Uh, I, I don't you know
2: what. I think it's like a college wood bat league. Nah, nah,
1: it was one of those that got, that got No, they they haven't uh, been here for
2: a long time. Off. They just brought this team back. It's like college kids that I think are okay. <laughs> but people go they, watch anyway. Do you go to, do you go watch? I've been to one, but I'll probably go, you know, when the smoke out here clears and it stops being 107 every day.
1: Yeah. They've got a history of uh I didn't realize they got a pretty rich history of uh baseball in Walla Walla, minor league baseball in Walla Walla. Yep.
2: Yeah, some, some, John some Kruk and players. Tony Gwynn were here. I was yeah, I heard that yesterday. story.
1: Tony Gwynn. I was reading the stories about Tony Gwynn, and, and, and some of them were in Walla Walla. Uh,
2: how's the ballpark? It's okay. It's it's decent for for the level that it is, you know.
1: Ah, I can see you're totally excited about Walla Walla minor league baseball, so we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, so Liberty Media – released its quarterly earnings report this year and a little more anticipated than normal. I mean, I guess a year ago we were we anticipated it we we were eager to see how much money they lost yeah. um during when no baseball was played, but it was about what you'd think the profits were up over 3000% from a year ago when no baseball was played in the second quarter to this year <laughs> Baseball revenues, and that's including development next door and all that, were $11 million last year for the second quarter. This year, Liberty Media baseball revenues for the Braves, $216 million for the same quarter this year, second quarter. They lead the majors in home attendance, by the way. If you factor in increased expenses, operating profits for the quarter cost you know, it costs a lot of money to run a team, travel, pay employees, all that, open a stadium, security. Operating profit for the quarter was fifty-four million dollars, after a twenty-six million dollar operating loss a year ago. So, what an eighty million dollar turn over the quarter?
2: It's about what you expected. I mean, you expected it to be quite a quite a big difference, you know, having no fans versus yeah the league in attendance.
1: So, and just from talking to people, I think that had a lot to do with the delay with the with the. Uh, a lot of people are, including myself, have asked why the delay with Freddie Freeman. I think a lot of it was to do with quarterly earnings. I think Liberty wanted to see the see the bottom line before they feel comfortable with making an offer to Freddie Freeman. But I would anticipate that offer is made before the end of the season.
2: It's bad timing because yeah, <laughs> he might be on the way to a <laughs> second MVP. Might have got a better deal in May. Oh
1: man, when if they were shrewd businessmen, which they are, but if they were really shrewd and cold. Which they are. Yeah, <laughs> they would have made the offer to Freddie at like the second week of May when he was hitting 195, somewhere under 200. And, and going, oh, guy, you're a big. We love you, and we want you to stay here forever. But you're obviously on the downhill now. We're gonna make you. We're gonna offer you 10 million a year for. Maybe he
2: panics year. too. You know, maybe I think that's
1: more than enough uh, given your given your circumstances and where your performance has
2: gone. And now he looks like he might get some. Maybe another MVP. At least he's playing like it. You know, the last couple of months.
1: He and Austin Riley right now, with assuming Tatis is going to be out a while. If Tatis is out a month, Degrom's hurt. Degrom's out till September. You take those two out of the out of the competition, it's wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin Riley and Freddie Freeman both could be could get votes. Yep. Well, so. if he
2: keeps hitting like this or anywhere close, I mean, he could run away with it because. I don't know. I saw yeah. a stat. He's been hitting almost 400 for the last month.
1: We'll get to those stats here in a second. That, uh, first of all, wanted to get to the most important, besides the Liberty Media revenues, the bigger story for Brace fans. Last night, this team finally got over 500. And I really, I got the sense and I said this a couple of days ago. I told my boss this, and and uh, and some people, other people online, that I think this was this to me felt different than the previous mm-hmm. times where the Braves flirted with five hundred, because they, they go they held their own in that eighteen game brutal stretch coming out of the break. They they went one loss, one loss, one loss, which against the competition they were facing, including three of the six division leaders, and the other two teams were contenders. They held their own. They could have easily had been three, or four games over 500 in that stretch, despite losing a lot, some more people to injuries, despite incorporating a bunch of new bodies into the fray. They held their own. And then they go to St. Louis. I know St. Louis is down this year, but they're still above 500 and they still were a contender coming out of the break. They won the first couple of games there and they had one of those comeback wins in game two where they were down 3 0 in the first yep. inning, came back and won.
2: That's what sold and- me.
1: Yeah, I really felt different. But it, this it had a different vibe. Then last night they come back again after twice giving up a lead. Yep. And they 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 put together one of those late innings rallies. Mhm. Before, by the way, the, f- the night before, by the way, they won for the first time this year when it was tied after seven innings. The first time in twelve games.
2: The last, the last two games felt like the team you watched the last three years. It, it felt yep. like the team that ran away with the division because those were the games that happened. They'd be down and yeah, you know we talked about it all the time. They'd be down four and you'd feel like it was a tie game. Yeah, and you know the bullpen, the bullpen pitched great. The guy when Riley hit that home run last night to tie it. Yeah, I, th- I said there's no way they're losing this game. Yeah, you know because so, it just it clinched it for me that they that they got that mojo back.
1: So that eighth inning rally was a lot different than we've seen because it was so many walks. You just don't see that four yeah. consecutive bases loaded walks, three of them by an all star closer this year. Reyes, he got he man, he had the yips for a while there. He just couldn't yeah. throw a strike. I know some of them were close, so maybe it wasn't the yips, but he
2: could not throw a strike. When a pitcher goes into that mode. You don't even need to take a bat up there. Yeah. You don't even need to take a bat. And you see it so often. And this is this is what always pisses me off because you'll get to like the first or second walk and some hitter will come up there and swing first pitch. Yeah. And yeah. It, ah. I talk to hitters about it. Their mindset is always, well, he just walked. You know, he just threw four straight balls. He, he's going to groove one now. Right, right. Like, dude, he's been trying to groove one for two hitters. He cannot find the zone. And the only way out of this is either you swing the bat and let him off the hook or his manager yanks him from the game. If he keeps throwing, he's going to throw a strike 10% of the time until he comes out of the game. That mode, when a pitcher goes into that, it's the worst feeling in the world. Drives me crazy when I
1: see a hitter come up there and he will get a strike. It's in the strike zone. 2-1. But, he, but he'll <laughs> pop up or fly out. Yep. It's like, yeah, dude, you, but you were going to walk. And, yep. and the guy's going to bury himself further. And you just helped him out of the inning or gave him confidence. You know, now you can settle yep. back down.
2: They did it. Well, that's all it takes to flip it, too, is is just one thing going in your direction, getting yep. a pop-up. Now, you know, if you had no outs, now I just need a double play ball. I got to throw one good pitch. Or if if whatever the deal is, once they swing and let you off the hook, it's yep. like a reset. But when you're just in that mode where you're getting that courtesy clap from the fans every time you throw a strike, the hitters know yeah, yeah. you can't throw strikes, and you start uh, feeling for it, you know, you start guiding the ball. You yank one, then you push one, then you let one sail. Then, then, they, then, you know, the catcher went to breaking ball way too late for me. If a guy throws two straight fastballs for a ball or three straight fastballs for a ball, call uh-huh. something different. And they kept calling heaters for him. I know he throws 100, but just mix it up. But I watch those situations all the time, and it's unbelievable how many times somebody comes up aggressive and does him a favor mm-hmm. and gets him out of that mess.
1: I can't help themselves.
2: They did a great job of just standing there yeah. and and making him throw a strike. And that bat that was funny was was I was listening to Frank Cor when Aussie came up, just begging him not to swing. Yes, Cause, yes, because Frenchie knows
1: saying, you've got to take. Yeah,
2: it was three <laughs> one, and he's like, take again. Do not swing. Like he was talking to him, like yeah. please don't swing. Because he was afraid, Ozzy was going to swing, and you know, Ozzy's yeah. aggression plays in his favor a lot. Right. But in that situation, if he doesn't swing, this yeah. dude is walking him, and he and the Braves overall just did a great job of letting him just dig himself a hole.
1: And I thought it was really impressive is that two of them were pinch hitters coming in. So yep. Those guys usually come in looking. They're not coming in looking to walk. They're especially coming especially against a hundred. Right. And a here a a I can't pronounce this name a Ray a Ray Adrianza. Draws a pinch hit walk, and then vote comes in. Draws a pinch hit walk. Back I knew to he back wasn't swinging. Against, back to yeah, he's yeah. a catcher. He's, he's too smart. He's been on the
2: other side of that. He's yep. he's been like, doesn't matter what finger I put down, they're throwing a ball here. I knew he and wasn't then, swinging.
1: And there were like two, four pitch walks and a five pitch walk before yep.
2: Ozzie's. Uh, Ozzie went full count. Yep, and I thought there was no chance Ozzie would take that three two pitch, and he did. And then
1: and then the crazy thing is, so they, he finally yanks them there. He's getting booed at Busch Stadium, where I don't think I've ever seen a home player get booed. Yep. He got booed by three straight plate appearances when he he was walking those guys. Yep. Even the fans there They don't really do that there. No, they never do that. Um, So he gets yanked. Justin Miller comes in. Justin Miller gets ahead 0-2 against Solaire and walks him. And walks in the final run of the end. I mean, yeah, it was nuts. But but yeah, lost in all of it are easy to see because of the freaky nature of that inning. Was that two run homer by Riley, which yep. is what got it started? Uh, you know, you had Freddie Freddie with the opposite field two out hit. Yep, that's really what got started. But then Austin Riley hits his twenty third home run. He's just blazing hot, and it was on a slider, two yep. two slider. Then you get Dansby Swanson stays hot. Those are three guys right there that have been carrying the offense, and Snit Snit had them in great order last night. Three four five. Dansby doubles, that's when they bring in, because that was off uh, Gallegos, all that right there. Gianni yep. Gallegos got two outs and they couldn't get anybody else out. So that's when they bring in their closer. Yep. They're like, okay, we're going to bring in a closer. This is a guy, Reyes, Alex Reyes, who had set a major league record by converting his t- first 24 save opportunities. For the year, he had one blown save and 25 chances. Yep. But he had 38 walks. That was the one fly in the ointment. He is, and vote said that. Vote said I faced him earlier in the year. I never had him, never won and, you know, a matchup against him. But he is, he will miss the strike zone. If, and, and they, and you know, vote was telling everybody that. Yep. And they, to their credit, man, made him throw strikes. And good Lord, I've never seen anything like it. He hits, he hit Adam Duvall, the first guy he faced. Yep. So right there, he gets rattled. And this is a guy that's prone to walks anyway. Then he walks Peterson, one of the newcomers who's been so big in this,
2: and Jock's got that Dodger approach, you know.
1: Yes, yes, he's
2: going to put together a absolutely. tough a bad you. absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, he walks in, then Adrian's a pinch hit comes in, draw and draws the walk to put them ahead. Then Vote draws a the walk, they're up by two. Then Albie's draws a the walk. Then they change pitchers, and Soler draws a walk. So right there, all the newcomers: Peterson, Vote, Solaire, uh, Duval all of them had a huge part in that inning which is kind of a microcosm of these last the last few games since since the trade deadline friday and these guys have exceeded any reasonable expectations on the immediate impact they've made each one of them has really impressed me Yeah, richard rodriguez man this is a guy that was closing for the pirates he come o- he's come over here first time out he set up scored a sending second time out he pitches the ninth inning with them losing 2-1 Third time out, he pitches the fifth inning yesterday. T- hat tip to Snit for bringing them in. And when he takes out, when uh, when uh, Toussaint leaves the game, he brings in Rich Rodriguez to face the heart of the order there. He just knew it like the matchups. And yep. he three ground
2: outs. I thought that was a great move by Snit. It, two things go on there. One, it's awesome that Rodriguez has come over and put his ego aside. You know, yep. I mean, I think coming from the Pirates, and now you got a chance to win. Now you got a chance to do something. You're with a veteran group, and you can yep. feel a totally different energy. You're going to jump in and just be like, "Throw me whenever," because I just want to yep. win. You know, I, I bet that's a that's probably a big factor for him. But still, a guy closing, going from closing to coming in in the fifth. When you come in in the fifth, you feel like you're the eighth man in the pen. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's normally a job for a dude that's up and down or something like that. But coming in in that situation and just pushing his ego aside and yeah. putting up a zero like that's big you know you could you could you could tell guys want to win and they want to be a part of it when they do something like that and then also for snick because that was kind of out of character for him you know getting not you know I smiley was smiley was battling through but not letting him face that heart of the order um and it's last you know, night uh with smiley T-
1: tukey last oh the night before
2: yeah when when they brought yeah. rodriguez in the fifth yeah um that was
1: last night was last night was uh Tukey, and then they bring in Chavez. Yeah, last night. Yep. Chavez. Yeah, Rich Rod in the fifth.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Just just making that move for Snit, I thought, was a little bit against his normal playbook. And, you know, I hate the third time through the order thing most of the time. But that time, I was like, this this is where the game could get out of hand. And it, it, it proved to be a pretty big move.
1: Um. If you look at what they've done, and Chavez, by the way, Jesus, man, this guy just keeps doing it. You talked about him the day they got and the balls that this guy has, but he yep. just keeps going out there. And he's he's really kind of assumed that role that Tomlin has kind of slipped on this year. And now you got Chavez to do the same thing, same type pitcher. Throw it at, let him put it in play. You know, Chabi he's not going to overpower you. Chavez will throw go strikes. six
2: innings, too, if they want him to. Yeah. He'll he's just not keep walk chucking. Anybody. Yeah. he's always throws uh, strikes. Uh,
1: And that's what Rich Rodriguez does, too. He comes in with those strikes, man. (laughs) He's basically one pitch.
2: It's 92. It challenges him with it.
1: Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit
0: card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: Since they, these guys came over, Jack Peterson, 19 games with the Braves. He's hit 324 with a 387 OBP, 529 slug, 916 OPS, three homers, 13 ribbies in 19 games. Two of the homers off left handers. Yep. He had not hit a homer off a left hander in like three years.
2: Um, How many did he face, though? Because the Dodgers do a lot of that. Face some. It stuff. was like.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, by the end he was strictly a platoon guy, but he was facing you know seventy at bats, you know, for a while they, you know, with the Cubs he got to face some left-handers. But yeah, that's true. Hit a homer, but um, then you had then you have uh, uh, Soler has played five games with the Braves, sitting three sixteen. He is six for nineteen with two homers, five ribbies, thousand forty one, OPS. Duvall. Has come over and he is hitting with the Braves. He's he's met he's made the immediate impact. Six games with the Braves. He's only hit 143, but he had the big homer, three ribbies, three walks, and like three great defensive plays. Yeah. Robbed a guy, made a great throw to cut down runner second. So he's had an immediate impact as well. And then Rich Rod, we talked about him. Uh and they, get, they could have Eddie Rosario back in about another week. He's going to start his rehab assignment. He's been taking VP with him in St. Louis. So uh, don't know what they're going to get from him, but he was on – like his last 20 games with the Indians, he was raking too, so we'll see. But if, if they get nothing for him, they gave up nothing for him with Pablo yep. Sandoval. So these other guys are all making a big – they're making the lineup so much deeper. It's, it's so just a different, different lineup now.
2: It's so much more dangerous. You know, like you get to – you just named Solaire, Peterson, and Duvall. You face those three guys, you know, yeah. one mistake and and all three of them can hit out of the park. It's yeah. just it's just a different threat to have to work through than what they were doing before where you felt like if you made pitches you were getting guys out. And you can afford to have one guy, you know, vote struggled, uh Smith struggled. You can afford to have one guy like that in your lineup, but when you have two or three and they're all kind of stacked in a row with without that power threat, yeah. You just have a different confidence as a pitcher.
1: And the guys that bring it off the bench to pinch hit now, I mean, Good these ABs. were guys that were in the lineup before. Yep. So, like, Peterson came off the bench, had a huge double the night before. Yeah. You know, when people were bitching about him not being in the lineup, he hit Heredia. Heredia had, drove in the first run of the game with a line drive double. He's had 11 doubles yep. off lefties this
2: year. Well, you can match up better, too. You know, you don't you don't have to play him against yep. a righty that's a tough matchup. You could throw Jock in there. There's just so much versatility to the, to the lineup now, too.
1: Yeah, so he'll be playing Jock against all right-handers and against some left-handers too, because he's you know he's shown he can hit lefties too. So Jock's going to be in there majority of the time, but not all the time. But he's got a platoon thing now, kind of like poor man's Dodgers. You know, they're yep. not paying him millions and millions of dollars, but they've got ability now, flexibility and options. You don't have to just mm-hmm. run that same line out there, lineup out there when it's struggling, and you get to the bottom of the order and it's not out, out, out pitcher. You know, it's a yep. uh, it's just night and day from from a week ago. Yeah, the, the changes in this lineup now. It so
2: feels a lot like what what you had to deal with last year and the year before. You know where that bottom of the lineup could hurt you too. That's taxing mentally for for a starting pitcher. You know reliever. You're looking at the lineup when you're sitting down in the in the bullpen. It's like Shit, I really don't want to run into Solaire, even if he was hitting seventh. I know he's hitting up now, but yeah. you run into guys now that you know might be a bad matchup for you, and it's, it's that pressure that if you make a mistake. Up by one or two runs. It could be a tie game versus you know, guy going first to third on a single.
1: Yeah. Um, so after winning all three trip all three games on this very brief trip, it was just a one city trip. The last two um comeback wins, Braves come home with a winning record for the first time all year. They got there one game before getting to 110. They're fifty-five and fifty-four. They're only game and a half behind the Mets. Was it game and a half? Two and a half. I forgot. Uh it's not enough.
2: Game? They might as well right be tied. There. Yeah,
1: they're right there. They've mm-hmm. gained like four games on the Mets in a week, man. Yep. It is, uh, and the Mets are reeling. They just lost three out of four at Miami. The Mets did. They are, the Mets are a game and a half ahead of the Braves, a half game ahead of the Phillies. I think the Phillies and the Braves are both going to overtake the Mets.
2: Yeah. Well, I I was listening. I watched a little bit of the Mets game last night, and I always like to listen into their announcers because when yeah. their announcers start getting pissed and frustrated.
1: And their announcers are good too.
2: They are good, but when you're playing for them you don't like them. But w- when mm-hmm. when they start getting frustrated and criticizing guys and getting down on guys, yeah. I I know they got a good eye for the game and and they're watching and and yep. you know what I mean? I can yep. tell the energy from their announcers overall just how things are going for them, how the vibe is. So they're the feeling that pressure. It, man. Yeah.
1: The Mets are going to mess it. They're I think doing They're doing it in a different to. way, but they're doing it. Um so to break survive that 18 game stretch out of the All-Star break, with against all those good teams. Cardinals still had a winning still have a winning record. So, I mean, it's not like they were going up there and facing a drag and they swept them, which you don't do at Bush very often. Uh so now they come home. Never. And the Braves are facing the Nats who are reeling right now. They you know, they've they've waved the white flag at the uh at yep. the uh, trade deadline. Vote said after last night, he said, this is a really good baseball team that I'm happy to be a part of. Our bullpen has been phenomenal. Obviously, timely hitting from the middle of the order. They just picked us up night after night after night. So we're doing a lot of things well, playing good defense, pitching really well. He so said, the starters are giving us a chance to win almost every night, and that's all you can ask. Um, They got to 500 with a 7-4 win on Wednesday after trailing 3-0 in the first inning with Tukey. He had struggled in that first inning. Then he settled down and yep. pitched fine for the rest of his –
2: well, he did a good job too there because that's the start that, that that could have blown up on Tukey in the past. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he didn't have his best stuff, but he he did a good job last getting, night getting yeah, through I was that about start. Than that
1: before, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so they got to five hundred with that win, and then they get over last night. They had lost nine straight times when they had when they got to five hundred, or when they had a chance to get to five hundred, and then when they got to five hundred they had lost multiple games every time they got to 500 either 2 3 or 4 straight games every time they got to 500 so the last two nights broke a lot of these snapped a lot of these streaks as well as that godforsaken one loss one loss one loss thing that had started at the all-star break yep so those were all behind him now and they can just focus on playing which Schnitt said i hope we win a few more so i can just stop talking about 500 you know <laughs> yeah. but he was just glad to get past it but He said he was never worried because he goes, I know we got bigger things in mind and we're not going to do those things if we're at 500, below 500. So I knew we're going to have to get over 500 at some point. Yeah. So now they come home and this stretch that they have coming up is they they survived the, the brutal stretch because now it is entirely different. They got a three-game home series against the Reds coming up, starting Tuesday, and that is the Braves' only matchup with another winning team before they face the Yankees, Giants, and Dodgers at the end of the month, August 23rd. Of the 53 remaining games, 29 are against teams with losing records. That's good. And the Mets' schedule is quite different than that.
2: Well, I mean, you know, the players aren't going to take that for granted. You know, no, you, you know, can't. You gotta, you gotta look at these teams because it, it it happens too. You know, a bad team comes into town, and you think you're going to take it easy for a few days. You wind up losing two or three. But yeah. they got to look at this stretch like this is where we go. You know, this is it's go time. Put up your numbers now and 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 try to rattle off some win streaks because they haven't had any of those yet.
1: Yeah, and this is the time to they're entering the soft portion of the schedule. This is the time to reel off one of those. Seven-game streaks or win nine out of ten, that kind of thing, because they've got the next 15 games, the Reds is the only tough draw in that bunch because they've got two series against the Nats, one against the Marlins, and one against the Orioles in that 15-game stretch, along with the three games against the Reds. I would say they really have a chance to go. I think they need to go at least 10-5 and in that 15-game stretch, And, and they got a chance to do a little better than that. Yeah, and and they'll give them first place if they do that. Depending on what the Phillies do, but I think they'll overtake the Mets in these next fifteen games for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I'm always cautious saying stuff like that (laughs) because baseball just teaches you lessons.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you can't take anything for granted, and we've seen them lose to baseball guys don't like when you're cocky, (laughs) and we've seen the Marlins sweep them when the Marlins had no business being on the same field with them too. Yep. By the way, Reyes. I mentioned he was an all-star before last night. He had a 1.85 ERA in 46 appearances with 24 saves and 25 chances. That's the guy they drew three consecutive bases-loaded walks against.
2: Well, it's—I it, I bet you he's been in that mode another time this year, and, and teams let him off the hook because of his numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing about when you roll out there with good numbers and as a as a closer or a really good reliever. Hitters are on the defensive. You know, they're guarding it. They don't have that confidence to get behind you. But, yeah. I mean, really, they just, I was really impressed that they recognized that and let him just kind of hang himself versus going up there and seeing the closer, trying to be aggressive and not wanting to get 02 or 01 on him.
1: Yeah. Here's a quote I saw that I, I asked vote about it last night. Here's the quote that I was looking for. He said of uh, Reyes, he said he has a, he's really, really good. He has a tendency sometimes to throw the ball out of the zone. And we showed great patience and made him come over the plate. Fortunately, we were able to take advantage of that and give ourselves a pretty good cushion from it. Ozzy laying off that three-two pitch was huge. Yeah. So that was a huge, huge run to keep the inning going. And said credit to that and to sort and to Jorge with that Soler, with that great at bat as well, with the new pitcher coming in. Yep.
2: Yeah, 0-2 to a walk is that's totally different. That's not a guy all over the place. It's a great here's,
1: bat. here's a stunning stat here. St. Louis pitchers have issued 25 walks with the bases loaded this season. No other team has more than 13. Ooh. That's that's just if you're a pitching coach. I mean, my God, that's, that's
2: a, shit like 25 that. 25 walks. Just, you can't even explain. <laughs> no. I'm, if you're a pitching coach, you're pissed. But I don't know if you have an answer for it other than telling the guys like we can't do this. Yeah, you, know, you got to throw strikes.
1: That's the mental. That's the mental. Perf- that yeah. the, the mental coach. Yeah, the sports psychologist. Or, or you know, you got a couple of guys. I would, I would hazard to guess that probably about three guys have are responsible for half of those at
2: least. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember an at bat I had against the Nationals. I was facing Jason Worth. And he kept fouling balls off It's 3-2 count bases loaded. We were up by one. And I just said, screw it. I'm going down in flames if if I'm not walking this run in. And, I mean, I was was aiming right down the middle. I figured, you know, it's not going to end up there because the ball moves. But Uh I threw him a ball on a tee. He put a great swing on it. He barreled it. And I have no clue how it stayed in the park. I've always just believed the baseball gods reward you for having balls because I threw it. I mean, everything about it looked perfect. He kind of pimped it a little bit. The crowd went crazy. I looked up like, well. That's a granny, bud. And it's somehow, I mean, uh, I think Prado caught it at the track. But I mean, you, you, I guess, you know, I always tell pitchers you got to have that mindset and just be willing to force the hitter to swing the bat. And if you get burned, get burned hard, but do not walk that run in. I
1: think uh, I think Chavez is not only because Tomlin had a huge influence, obviously, on a bunch of pitchers but he's been here a while, you know? Yeah. So I think getting that fresh voice and Tomlin coming in or, or Chavez coming in and these guys seeing Chavez going, he's throwing five to eight oh, miles yeah. slower than we are and he's getting results. Yeah, Let's ask him and let's watch him see what he's doing. Oh, he's throwing strikes and getting, not being afraid of contact. He's getting, you know, guys, it's he's coming after, the defense guys. Work. It, it, staying, guys are staying on their toes behind him.
2: Yep. It's such a big deal to do that. Uh, you know, with him, I think it's also been big having him because he's come into some big situations that other guys could have blown. Yes. And yes. could have hurt their Too confidence, wrong. set the team back. You know, He it, doesn't give a shit. He comes he in and He doesn't care. I mean, he's been on 47 teams. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he, he knows how to just go out like himself. And, and he knows he's got to pound the zone and come after guys. He throws little cutters, sinkers. He moves the ball around. But if you ever watched him throw a bullpen – it's insane how I watched him and Scott uh, Casmir play horse once in the pen. And so it had to be a strike, and they would go, you know, cutter back door. And they uh-huh. went pitch for pitch. It took them like 15 minutes each of throwing to, for somebody to win the game horse. And Chavez won. But just to watch him be able to throw any pitch Casmir threw for a strike wow. and go tap for tap with him, yeah. probably one of the most impressive things Jesus, I've ever watched him in, in baseball. Because I can't do that. If I throw a pin, I probably throw a strike like 30% of the time.
1: So I think adding him to that pin and the influence he's had on these guys. And then you add Vote, a guy like Vote, who's really talkative too. He's not mm-hmm. a guy like an experienced veteran that came in and it's gonna take two months to get to know everybody, you know, which which would happen if you just got a regular catcher that's not that comfortable and there's not a backup. These backup catchers usually are real personable guys. That's yep. how they stay around, as yep. you know, forever. And he came in, and it's like he's been here for five years. He immediately got to know. He already knew a few of the pitchers, like Smiley, caught a few of them. But he got to know these other guys and got their confidence right away. You know, he showed them – he, he just by speaking to them, he shows them the knowledge that he has, and they got comfortable with it. Yep. So I think the influence that he's had has been tremendous. And I know fans hate Kevin Smith because he's so bad offensively, but he's had a, really a similar effect on the defensive side and calling games. These pitchers – have total confidence in those guys calling their games. Yeah. And they've got a lot of young pitchers and pitchers coming over from other organizations. So that's pretty big, man.
2: It's so important. But like with vote, we call that getting it. You know, he gets it. When guys get it, you know, you you come to a new team, you realize it's not about me. They got their own mm-hmm. thing going. I'm just going to jump right in, be myself and, and see how I fit in. If I don't, you know, whatever. But you get it that it's not about you. You know what's expected of you, and, and that's part of being a veteran is you've been in enough clubhouses, you know what plays, and you know what works. You know what jokes get laughs. You know you, you know yeah. which ones suck. Yeah. You've had enough time to work on your material, and it's pretty easy to fit into a clubhouse once you get it and realize it's not about you.
1: And I think Alex did a great job of bringing in guys who get it because when you bring in f- five guys, including Rosario, plus the two that you'd already brought in, I mean, you got a lot of opportunities to bring in some disruptive guys there. Yep. Just one guy could screw it up, you know. Yep. And they didn't bring in one guy like that. You don't hear what you don't hear guys rolling their you don't see guys rolling their eyes or talking about some of this guy behind his back, you know, off the record. They brought in a bunch of guys who get it, as you yep. say. And yep. and these guys, every one of them, to a man, in their inter, their first interviews we did with them, they said the right things, just like that too. Yep, they like, get it. I'm they just, know.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's easy once you get it. You know what's expected of you.
1: Rich Rod, the first thing he said was, "I'm ready for any role, any inning. It doesn't matter." I told them that, and he's done it. Yep. You know, So Lair comes over. They all look at coming over here as like, "I'm I'm just glad to be part of an organization that's in this thing to win." And uh, yep. And and I'm ready. I'm, and they're all excited. And it's just uh, they you got lucky with the with the right guys, or they they did their they did their. I should I shouldn't say luck because they they did a lot of uh, vetting of these guys before bringing them in. They weren't going to bring in assholes or guys who were just, uh, riding out the string or whatever, looking ahead to next year, free agency.
2: Oh, and that gets around quick too. If you're a douche, <laughs> it's like, yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. That's the first thing you, you never ask, you know, does he really have as much power as everybody says? Yeah. When you trade for a player, the first thing you do is you call somebody on that team and you say, how's this guy? Yeah. And, and they'll either be like, he's awesome. Or they'll just be like, hmm it's okay. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. some guys won't want right. to talk shit, but they'll right. just say, eh, you might like him once you get to know him type of guy. Right. But, you know, the guys that get it, they're going to fit in right away. And Peterson set the
1: tone, man, oh. when he came in. That was he doesn't coming get in. it. <laughs> he's got to come in and fill in for, I mean, he knows it's not going to be Acuna, yep. but he's coming in and filling right field and lead off said the right things from the day one, excited as hell. You know, this is a guy that played for the Dodgers last year. Then had, it to, then took an offer from the Cubs and they're just terrible this year. He could have been bitter and looking ahead to next year. This is a guy that went through the Heights with the Dodgers and was huge in a world series, but he comes over here and is excited about it, you know? And at the time the Braves looked like, yeah, whether they're going to make the playoffs. And he said, it was nothing but enthusiasm from day one, funny, great yeah. personality with these guys. And that kind of set the tone, I think. And, uh, Helped them kind of get through that tough stretch, which they could have really fallen apart in those first eighteen games after the All Star break. They could have got buried, yep. gone five and thirteen in that stretch, and be eight nine games out and not made any of those moves at the at the uh, trade deadline.
2: But that's why it's so important to have guys that have been through it before too, because they've they've they know how long the season is. They don't panic. They right. know when to drop a joke and and turn the page on today's loss and be funny. And they know when it's like shit time to shut up. Yeah. You know and. Yeah. You know, you'd just be shocked how many guys you think are these great players and then you see them interact in a clubhouse and it's like, I mean, there's been oh, some yeah. guys in the pen I've been with and you're just like, dude, you are not helping. You are making shit so much worse and making it about you and, and sulking around. We won the game. You gave up a run. Your ERA went up and you're just sulking around the clubhouse and taking away from the vibe. Instead of being the guy that says, screw it, I gave up a three spot, but we won. Let's party. You know, I mean, it's it's so much of it, and it comes from your veterans. That that sets the tone in the whole clubhouse.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about this before. How, and people just don't – there. there's no way that uh, the average person who doesn't have any kind of access is not in the clubhouse or know people that are in the clubhouse. If you just, you know, watch it on TV, listen to the announcers or whatever – you're not going to really get a feel for who's really good and who's not in the clubhouse. Some of the times it comes across, Peterson comes across in the interviews as that. Yeah, but there are guys read. that are good in the interviews that are
2: not good in they the clubhouse. suck in the clubhouse. Nobody likes them. And Nobody vice wants versa. to go to dinner with them. Yeah, there's guys that are terrible players and boring guys are boring. Like, Do not interviews. send this guy down. We need
3: him.
1: Yeah, there's guys that are boring interviews or and terrible and, and aren't doing anything on the field. And people are like, oh my God, he's a cancer. He's bringing. And they might be the best guy in the clubhouse, or they might yep. be b- holding it all together. I mean, yep. they, people just don't know, and you can't explain that to them, because you can't name names of guys that are douches that they think you don't. Know, that are nobody. Nobody think-
2: calls guys out like that. but It'd be funny <laughs> that if they started. They start. think are good
1: guys, you know.
2: Yeah, he's hitting three fifty, but he's a douche. And if he got <laughs> traded, we wouldn't even care. We'd probably be a better team. Nobody says that, <laughs> but it'd be funny.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Riley said. Uh, Riley said about getting over uh, 500, he said, I think it's huge because it was on all our minds. He was honest about it. He said, every time we got to that mark, not being able to get over it, he goes, we still got a lot of ball. He said, it's not like we breathe easy because we still got a lot of ball games left, but hopefully it just builds that momentum that we definitely need to get this thing rolling. Because I like I said, we're right in there in the hunt. He goes, he was talking about the newcomers. He said, up and down the lineup, adding Soler, adding Duvall, those guys one through nine can leave the yard at any moment and drive in runs. He said, I think that's a huge boost. Darnot's close. Enoa, Ian, those guys are close as well. I think once we get those guys back, hopefully it just keeps getting better.
2: Yep. I think it will too.
1: Guys, let's take
3: a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream TV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a
1: figure of speech. Point is, you can stream TV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs>
3: you mean airplanes? Stream TV without a satellite dish. Visit DirectTV.com. High-speed Internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: Three guys here. I got their numbers down. Um, I've read the new numbers of the newcomers, but three guys that have really put the offense on their backs lately. Austin Riley. I this guy's gonna get mentioned in MVP votes, man, if he keeps us up. His past 13 games, by the way, 404, 21 for 52, eight home runs the last 13 games, 18 RBIs, 904 slugging, 1360 OPS. For the year now, the guy's hitting 292 with a 20 with 23 homers. 65 ribbies. He's driving in more runs than Freddie. 525 slugging and 897 OPS. Freddie Freeman. Past 77 games. He's hitting 329 with 28 extra base hits, including 17 homers. 418 OBP, 541 slug, 959 OPS. His last 23 games, he's hit 372 with a 450 OBP, 1078 OPS, 7 homers, 12 walks, 9 strikeouts in that stretch. 23 games. On May 7th, he was hitting 195 with a 733 OPS after 31 games. Right now, he's hitting 291 with 24 homers, 61 ribbies, 392 OBP, and a 504 slugging. That's an 895 OPS. That's 3 points above his career OPS considering the way he started. (laughs) And he's got a 131 OPS plus that's inching towards his career 138. It's right where he thought it would be. Okay, then the guy Dansby Swanson, the guy that I will admit to being surprised at what he's doing. I'm also surprised Riley's done it for all year because I we've seen Riley go through great surges and then have a month where he's just terrible. So Riley has, to me, has turned a corner in his career this year. But Dansby Swanson, I had this earlier this year, I was starting to write him off because the strikeouts have been enormous this year. But everything else is, the average was too low to be a strikeout guy like that. And there wasn't enough power to be a strikeout guy like that. His last 15 games, he's hit 390 with six doubles, four homers, sixteen ribbies, and eleven thirty-two OPS.
3: Hmm. Yep. The,
1: so the, and that's all in during that stretch that kept this team going, then that really brutal stretch.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you had to figure, you know, I figured Freddie would get hot. That's an easy one. Just, I mean, he's done it for so long. Austin, when I saw Austin, you
1: maybe thought he would have to carry
2: a load with Freddie. Yeah. yeah. But when I saw Austin on MLB network talking about his swing, how in depth he was with it, you know, I mean, it was impressive. It it was impressive. And it was just kind of like, this is, this guy's going to keep making adjustments and fine tuning this thing where he could eventually get to where he's at now, you know, where he's, where he's that kind of hitter and, you know, I know he's been streaky, but that's he's young. You know, he's only been in the league a few years. And he's I for me, any guy that can talk that in depth about hitting with his yeah. power, because he doesn't have to swing hard. He's just got raw power. Um, those guys you look at and you think this it's just a matter of time before he turns a corner. And hopefully, I mean, this is legit.
1: Yeah, I I meant to ask you last night when I'm watching Reyes do that. What have you ever? What's that's what's the closest you've ever been to being in a situation like that where you just felt like, oh my god, I cannot throw a strike? Have you ever been? Oh yeah,
2: I've been there. But What's what's that feeling? It's the worst, you know. I mean, you. It's almost like you can't feel the ball in your hand, and once you get once you get to the point where it's a thing, and you know your pitching coach knows you can't throw a strike, you could see the catcher just guessing at signs yeah you know, anything you could throw first stri- we're not even trying to set the hitter up or I'm just trying to find anything you can throw <laughs> in the zone right now yeah you see the catcher go on that mode you look at the hitter and he's standing there just bored he's not swinging uh-huh. and then the fans the fans are cheering you every- like once you get into that mode oh you hear the fans do oh you start all you start all you start thinking about is trying to throw a strike and you'll start guiding the ball so when you start guiding it you lose that natural like rhythm and release and everything becomes real uh, like cautious and tentative and you start almost like it feels like you're pushing the ball instead of whipping it and throwing it and you're you're feeling for that release point once you go into that mode like i said there's no way out yeah. there's and it, the only way out is to just say screw it and throw it as hard as you can which not many guys do cuz they're already in a hole or, or the hitter has to swing and let you off the hook. But I feel like pretty much every time in my career I was in that mode, I might have walked one guy. But I knew in my head, if they don't swing, yeah. I will walk 17 in a row right now. <laughs> and it's like you throw one lucky strike, maybe a 1-0, and it you try to throw a sinker and it cuts middle and you get a strike, and then the hitter's like, okay, you know, he's coming at me. Or or they see that pitch right down the middle and they think, if I get that again, I'm swinging. And then you try to throw it down the middle again and it winds up sinking. You get a ground ball, double play or something. But it's it's blows my mind how often the hitters let you off the hook there. And like I said, I talk to hitters all the time and they say, well, he just threw three balls in a row. He's going to groove yeah. one. And as a pitcher, I just tried to throw it down the middle seven times and I threw one strike. You know, but the hitters yeah. go up there and they think that, and then what yeah. they wind up doing is you try to throw it down the middle and it sails up in a away, and you get a pop out to the catcher, or you get yeah. a double play ball somehow because they chase. But if the hitters don't chase in that mode, you'll walk. You'll walk until your manager takes you out of the game.
1: So some hitters are going up there looking for a grand slam instead of an RBI walk.
2: Oh yeah, well they think you're going to groove one. They, they think yeah. you're going to, especially this is after my
1: chance. I got a grand slam here
2: after a mound visit. They do. They think the same thing. The mound visit doesn't change anything. I'm still right. lost. You know, I mean, I've just, maybe I caught my breath, but I don't need right. to, you know, I'm not tired physically right now. I just, I'm lost and it, you know, it's, it's crazy, but so many times the hitters just let you off the hook and you're just thinking, thank God when you're walking off the field. And so that's, that's, that's why it was so huge that vote came up in that situation because yeah. vote's been on the other end of calling those pitches and yes. thinking this guy will never throw another strike. Let me try a slider. Let me try his third pitch, his changeup up, two o. And, you know, you call that and then they scud at 15 feet. But he's just trying anything to mix it up. So he's been on the receiving end of that and seen a pitcher that lost. And he's seen the hitters do them favors over and over. So he went up there yesterday. I was like, I I didn't think he would swing unless he got to two strikes. So it was a perfect
1: shitstorm for Reyes when you think about it. Because he had one, Peterson, Dodgers. Patient. The Dodgers, the ultimate yep. patient organization, yep. make pitchers work. Yep. Then you're followed him with that veteran Adrianza. Yep. He's play. This guy's a veteran. He's been around. So he and he's a smart guy too. Adrianza's really yeah. really bright. He
2: puts together good at bats a lot.
1: Yeah. So you know when you tell him go up there make him throw a strike, he's going to listen to that. He's not going to get panicked and forget it yep. and all this. And then you got vote like you just said for the reasons
2: you just said. I knew he wasn't. There's no chance he was swinging early in the count.
1: And on top of that. You've got a reliever who throws a hundred miles an hour. If With maybe movement. if he threw ninety, guys are going up there going, if "He's going to throw me a strike. I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna fucking grand yeah. slam." But he throws a yeah. hundred, so they're going. <laughs> like, if I got a chance to walk, I'm gonna yeah, walk.
2: I'm gonna take this easy out. If you know, if yeah. I can get out of this situation and not have to. Try to hit 100, you know.
1: He, he might have been a lot better off if he was just a normal reliever, not a closer that throws 100 miles an hour, you know. And that an ER. that's
2: probably what works for my benefit, because I throwing 91. Yeah. So, you know, you, a righty so comes going, up there, they think they can do damage off you.
1: The guys are going, if he throws a strike, I can hit it. I got me yep. a grand slam here, and this game's yep. over.
2: Yep, they just they did a great job. Nobody tried to be a hero, because it's almost like every time. And you could even know the guys that were going to come up and be a hero, and it'd make you feel a little calmer. You know, like a, a a real aggressive power guy. Like if Javi Baez came up in that situation, you can't throw strikes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Shit, he yeah. wants to hit a grand slam here. Jesus. Did hey. you see his game yesterday? I saw him swinging a ball in the other batter's box. Do you know what he did yesterday? Uh-uh. O oh, for 5. 5 strikeouts. What's that called? Golden sombrero Plat- 4.
1: Platinum sombrero? 5Ks?
2: <laughs> yeah. Platinum.
1: Got to be platinum or titanium. I mean, it just never happened, nice. so you don't even have a name for it. Something high end. <laughs> I think yeah. it said it was like two times, two or three times in Mets history. Five strikeouts. In yeah. five at-bats.
2: Yep. Good Lord. That's brutal. I got to go back and listen to the Mets announcers on his oh, fifth. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, I want to see what it. they're saying know, about that. I
1: know. <laughs> um, so, by the way, on Swanson, good, good, real good sign on Swanson. He has got two strikeouts in his last six games for a guy that had struck out 49 times in a previous 40 games and was third in the NL with 117 strikeouts. Baez is one of the only two guys that was ahead of him. So that's a really good sign. He's got two strikeouts his last four games. Um, What I think he's got, none in his last... No strikeouts the last two nights, one in the series. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's amazing too what just a little bloop single can do for an inning to keep it moving.
1: And I asked uh, two in the last one, two, three, two in the last seven games now, seven games. So I asked uh, Sites about that. I talked to Sites this week. I don't know if you saw that story I wrote about, but it hip I thing. Man. Oh, my God, dude, I was hurting when he was telling me that. I was, my hip was hurting just listening to him talk about that. I, uh, he said, he goes, I have, and this guy that's had surgeries, some bad injuries and all this, he goes, I've never had pain even close to that. And it was for four straight hours. He told his wife, if I, if I, if I, if I'm ever going to do that again, I hope God takes me because I don't ever want to go <laughs> through that again. <laughs> what he said, I almost rolled myself off the freaking gurney in the trauma center in hopes that it would pop the hip back in place when he landed on the concrete. <laughs> uh, he said it was just unbelievable. And he said, he showed me an x-ray of it. Oh, my God, dude. The all the titanium ball in there, the, the joint thing, Ugh. the piece, it was completely out of the socket. And they're trying to get it in and push it in. Bone on metal.
2: Oh, that, that's great <laughs> entertainment for the clubhouse, too.
1: Oh, he's out there in the hallway. The ambulance comes. He's out in the hallway screaming. He goes, I've never yelled in pain in my life. He goes, If you yell, it's a 10. He goes, And I was yelling.
2: Oh, God. But anyway, great.
1: I asked him about Dansby Swanson the strikeouts. And he goes, we've talked about it. He said, I'm like, dude, you shouldn't strike out this much. I mean, you're, you've got tremendous hand eye coordination. You're as athletic as anybody on the field. And there's no reason with your hand eye that you shouldn't be able to cut these things down. He said, and he understands because it's not just him. There's a lot of strikeouts from a lot of guys in our lineup. It's, a, it's kind of the trade off of really focusing on juice. Guys want to slug. They want to do damage. And a lot of times that's going to lead to strikeouts. And he said, and it's not necessarily on strike three. It's how you get to two strikes, trying yeah. to do a little too much with no strikes, one strike, and you, then you start chasing. You foul stuff off that you've crushed, that you should have crushed. So now you're grinding with two strikes, and big league pitchers have got weapons when you get to two strikes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's but, a great way to put it.
1: But he said that uh Dansby, you know, gets it. He, he talked to him about it, and sure enough, these last – they've started focusing on it, and, and really it really looks night and day in the last week. So we'll see if he's turned a page with that regard. But he was piling them up. Yep. He was getting one one and a half every game, averaging.
2: So. Yeah. I mean, well, that's you know, that's that's the way the game's headed too. You know, there's 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 not enough emphasis on putting the ball in play. But I mean, even a even a bloop single opens up a hole on the right side for the next guy when the when the first baseman has to hold you on. You know, and, and as a pitcher, coming up against a lineup of guys that you know are trying to do damage is yeah. a lot more comfortable than when you face a bunch of guys that will take their single. Because when a guy will take their single, that fastball down and away, it could be a single opposite field. But when you got a guy coming up trying to crush it, it's a double play ball. They roll over it. So when you face those aggressive guys that are trying to do damage, you know if you make a pitch, they're out. When a guy's willing to take a single, like I hated facing guys like Marquecas. Because if I threw Marquecas a fastball away, I knew he'd gladly just pepper it to left field. Maybe he won't hurt me. You know, maybe he's not taking me deep, but you know that you have to make pitches, and that just puts a different pressure on you. Yeah. Pesky,
1: persistent hitters, driving you yeah. crazy, huh?
2: Drive me nuts. I hated those guys. The, the Mariners, or the Angels, when I was with the Mariners, had Chone Figgins and Reggie uh-huh. Willits at the top of their lineup. It was just oh, a nightmare yeah. for me because the, both of them could run, and both of them were willing to take their singles. Or like when the, when the Phillies had Rollins and Victorino up top. Yes. You know, both those guys were going to battle. If they got on, they were a problem. I mean, they could both take you deep. But when you face a lineup of guys that you know is is willing to put the ball in play, it's a lot harder than when you face guys that are just swinging out their ass trying to do damage.
1: All right. Well, we kept talking about it all year, waiting for that run. It might We might be in the middle of it now with the Braves. Finally, something different and, uh, to talk about. and
2: Feel good about it.
1: I like where they are, man. I like where they are with getting and getting Darno. They could have Darno back as soon as Sunday, probably Tuesday after the off day Monday, but they could bring him back as soon as Sunday. He caught uh he caught uh last night, Ian Anderson's rehab. He's catching Enoa's rehab start tonight. Then he's gonna DH at least one game. And then you could see him after that. And then you could have Enoa back. If they put him bring him back for the pin, you could have him back in a couple of weeks if he comes back in the pen, not starting. You don't really need him starting right now. And especially no. with you bringing Ian Anderson back. Ian Anderson will probably make two or three rehab starts and he'll be back. He knows so. he's
2: got balls though. He'll he'll do well in the pen. Yeah. If, I think if that's so where too. they put him.
1: And we'll see what Rosario does. If he adds anything, but I like where this team is right now, man. I, I think they uh I think Even they're without adding guys.
2: Just the way I they're know. playing. Just the way they're playing. Starting to win those games they won last year. The last two nights were games they won repeatedly all year last year. And they've yeah. barely won any of those, no. those down no. late, you know. No, they're due to late. win some of those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Uh, I think the baseball gods evened it all out for the last few years in that first half. <laughs> yeah, they did. The they made them pay. Games.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: All right. Well, we'll talk again on uh, probably Monday on the off day. And cool. if, Eric, if Eric has not had another child by then.
2: She's due today, so we'll see.
1: All right, man. Well, good luck with that. Yep. All right. 755 is real.
2: We are out.